Hello. Hello, sister. How are you? Good. How are you? Why are you sound like you're just waking up? Girl, because me and Xander done caught this damn COVID again. Nuh-uh. We've been dealing with it since last week. Thursday, he came in here. He was like, Mom, I think I got COVID. I said, what? He was like, my head hurt like it did the last time I had it. And he was just like, I don't feel good. Can you test me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Xander, I'll test you. Right. And so we wake up Friday and he was like, you may as well just test yourself. This came back <laughs> positive. I was like, you're, you're right, father. Let me go ahead and right. test myself. <laughs> and I'll be there. We were both positive. But I had just been like super duper tired. I was super tired. Um... That's what oh, that wow. was my symptoms, and his was a headache and stuffy nose. And now he's coughing. Hello, Ryan. Hello, hello. Hello, wow, hello. Wow. <laughs> 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 <My friend. laughs> we were just oh, discussing having COVID for the 15th time. Oh, my goodness. Look, it's too many. It's at least seven since what 2019, 2020. When oh, did this stuff God. start? I've only it's had it much. once. Yeah. I'm grateful. I cannot even imagine. Mm-hmm. I only had it once that I know of. Well, it takes right. All yeah. my energy. Mm. Every time. That's how I should know. Because I just be like, I just want to sleep. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so sorry. You have it right now, currently? Uh, we on the back end of it. Okay. At least I feel like. Um, I'm grateful though because Xander had it real bad this time and so I was tired but I had the strength to take care of him but now I feel like I'm getting everything all the symptoms that he had because now he's like Ma are you okay what do you need so he's really good I'm proud of him she like not you take care of me again yeah 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 so I don't know I'm taking my vitamins and all that different stuff so We'll see what happens. So, um, usually I do the whole intro deal. Everybody knows it's chatting with country. We're just going to save all of this and jump right in. Um, welcome, Boogie. I mean, Nurse Tosh. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan from the podcast Conscious Sedation. I want to thank y'all for joining me. How are you? Good. I'm feeling um, a little bit scratchy myself, <laughs> but but you know these kids caring for them no pause for nobody. So I woke up. I took me um, some emergency, drank my cup of coffee, and now I'm talking to you guys. Okay. Yes, I'm doing well. Also, um, just got off work this morning. So, uh, <laughs> oh, bless your heart! Might, you coming for the calls, helping yes, us out today? Yes, I might be a little sluggish, but I'm here, so I'm grateful. It's all that matters. So, my auntie Joe has saw a post that um, Boogie made on Facebook, and listen, disclaimer. Y'all don't call my sister Boogie. That you can't do it, okay? And I'm sorry, it's just natural habit for me. And uh, but yeah, that's I, how I do I, it because I know where y'all live at. I didn't know this was a nickname for you, Ty. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's 
That's what my sister calls me and my niece. <laughs> yeah. if, if ever he's like not hiding from me. Right. <laughs> so Auntie Jo saw this post that you made and she was like, your sister talking to you on Facebook, but you're not on there. So um, maybe she's not talking to you. And so I said, okay, well, what's the post then? So she sent it. And so then I was talking to you and you was like, well, Ryan posted it. So <laughs> we started laughing. And so, of course, the post was so real. I was just like, we need to make it a podcast. And so here we are. And the post read, stop expecting people who can't take care of themselves emotionally, financially, physically, and spiritually to take care of you. Love yourself more than that. Be well with the heart. Come on, Ryan, give it to me. What made you post that? <laughs> what kind of day was you having? <laughs> you know, to be honest, a lot of times when I post, people probably assume that a lot of things I post are directly related to my own life. And sometimes they truly are. But a lot of times they come to me um, like through my lived experiences or like my shared experiences with other people. So this particular day, I literally don't think I was thinking anything or having like any kind of day that was hard or bad or frustrating. I think I was just thinking and pondering um, and doing some introspection for sure. Um, and I just posted it. Sometimes things just come to me and I just, I just write them down. And sometimes I write them down in my journal and sometimes I think, they might help somebody else. Um, so I put them on Facebook. <laughs> well, it clearly resonated with me. <laughs> with my aunt and then with my sister. Yeah, I think it resonated with a lot of people. That post got a decent amount of shares um, and comments and everything. So I think a lot of people were saying um, either amen or ouch, as my mom would say. <laughs> so, no, go ahead. No, that was it. So then, I got y'all on here so that we can break down each section. Okay. Right? And so, emotionally was the first one. So, when we talk about taking care of yourself emotionally, what does that look like? Um, okay, so look, remind me what all the sections were so I don't cross, so, so I don't have any cross intersections. <laughs> we yeah. said emotions no, I feel like finances yeah physical and spirituality okay so honestly I think there's a great deal of um, intersection between um, emotional and God there's an intersection between all of them really all of them yeah yeah um, but for me if I would just talk about emotional health I would um, talk about being honest with yourself about yourself and about others and about your circumstances I would um, venture to say emotional health um, also falls under the guise of like healing, right? Whatever that looks like for for an individual. For me, it looks like therapy (laughs) and a whole lot of um, positive self-talk and affirmations. Um, Just just trying to make sure that I am operating from a place of... um, emotional positivity right so that means like being being forgiving being honest being kind being um yeah compassionate you know those types of things being being emotionally well that's what it kind of means to me 
And for me, being emotionally well means um, being all those things to yourself first. Because when you can be those things to you, then it's a whole, whole, whole hell of a lot easier for you to extend those graces um, in other ways to other people. And so um, when I read that, Ryan, thinking about emotional um, care and people being able to care for you emotionally, I first thought about emotional literacy because I feel like a lot of people um, don't have the language to express what they're truly feeling and only deal in um, absolutes or certain polarizing emotions. So like, you know, joy, anger, (laughs) pain or sadness. And that's like a really limited view on what our emotions look like. And um, I think people won't even acknowledge that you can feel all of those in the same moment too. And so um, being able to care for me emotionally, you will have to be able to acknowledge that you have a whole spectrum and variety of emotions and that feeling multiple in the same moment are true. And also being able to extend extend, um, empathy to me and um, compassion to me in those moments. But again, I feel like you have to be able to acknowledge that and do those things inside of you first before you can take care of anybody I think that's a good point I would just um add to that I I agree I feel like in my own lived experiences particularly in um some of my romantic relationships I have experienced feeling that my partners could only identify emotions and I'll say I'll even like limit it down from even what you described as either good or bad right (laughs) like there's there's nothing else either you're having a good feeling or you're having a bad feeling you can be frustrated or tired and somebody will think that you're upset or angry right because you because you because you're maybe your presentation isn't like your typical bubbly joyful or quote-unquote good self your good emotions I feel like I, I agree with you that um but but I don't know I feel like I almost feel like a lot of times people want what they don't give and I feel like a lot of times people can identify a a variety of emotions within themselves that don't translate (laughs) to how they uh, perceive emotions of other people so I think a lot of times people can't identify in themselves that they might be frustrated or tired Um, but then when it comes to being able to identify those same or similar emotions in other people um, they struggle that brings me to the mental awareness part of it, right? That mindset of even identifying what it all is. And so, um, Boogie, as you were speaking, it made me think about the chart when you go into the doctor's office and they had a the little kids around it. Am I happy? Am I sad? Am I shy? Am I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being weird or goofy. And it's something that should be taught at a young age so that as adults, you can kind of say, okay, I'm frustrated and why I'm frustrated, you know, but then you also got to be able to have that receive on the other end that's willing, right? And that's, um, I, I want to say like-minded, but that's stable enough to receive what it is you're given so that they can understand. And, it, you know, it all starts on the inside of you just to go back you know, to what you said, Ryan, and it, you know, y'all, we got to take care of us first to be able to project these feelings to somebody else. 
I think too a big part of it made me think about and Talisha we've talked about this before even on the podcast with the twins that um, we were talking about in in context of relationships a romantic one that you cannot expect somebody to be your everything because I that's a really really tall ask and um, if you find it congratulations good for you but I really don't think that in my my big age that everybody on this planet once they reach a certain age or whatever that they have all of those things clicking you know what I'm saying I think everybody's striving to but we're all imperfect in different ways and I think that um relationships serve us in different ways and that may be okay I think that's okay you know I think that it's unfair for me to expect my partner to be my everything to take care of me in every single way like he can do his best but he's gonna fall short and that is just gonna breed resentment in me if I have that expectation so um to me that post spoke in ways of adjust your expectations because people are people you know what I'm saying and while you might hope for things to look a certain way it's not always going to look that way and exercise um, empathy even in that my man was thinking I'm sorry I think that (laughs) expecting I agree with you I think that that expecting somebody to be your everything is completely unfair Um, there's shoes that are too big for any human to fill because we are, we struggle on a daily basis to be everything for ourselves, right? right. <laughs> um, and so asking for a person, and that's something else that I could even speak to like about parents, especially mothers. I feel like a lot of times we strive and set this um, unrealistic expectation for ourselves to be everything even for our children. That's also an unfair um, uh, request or requirement to place on ourselves because, because we're whole people. And we were whole people before we became parents and we're gonna be whole people when our children leave the nest. And we require um, a large amount, probably a larger than we give ourselves amount of space for us to hold for ourselves, right? Um, and so I think not only could it potentially breed resentment for you expecting somebody to be everything, it also can um, breed resentment for the person who you are requiring or requesting that because they're going to always feel like they're falling short because it's it's impossible it's almost like um i'll use relationships like pick your poison right so say i'm talking to one person and he may have mental illness and i'm talking to another person who may drink a lot because they mask right i might have one person that that go to church all the time but they fulfill in all these other areas whoever you get is going to come with something and it's almost like what are you willing to deal with what's your poison you know how far are you willing to go so now I'm going to leave that alone so financially (laughs) no I won't even touch it I won't touch it Um, financially what does that look like for you Ryan it's your post so I'll always start with you (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> I know um, you're tired and you work, you know, all no, night. No, no, no. No, I'm here. I'm committed. I'm committed. <laughs> financially, um, obviously, so, you know, a person who can financially provide for themselves means that they are, in my, from, from my perspective, my opinion, 
is somebody who has their head above water. Okay. I'm not talking about somebody who is, um, um, I mean, they're financially well. They, they, they are taking care of themselves. And I, and for me, it's beyond somebody having a house, they own a house and having a car and having a job. For me, that's not, that's not, um, somebody who is just, just has those, those are basic necessities. Those are things that I would expect every adult to have, um, is to me it's not impressive to to have you know your own transportation and again from a broad perspective everybody don't have may not have a car because some people live in places and spaces that owning your own car is not feasible you know you maybe use public transportation but having a job and having your own place those are like bare minimum things for me um but having some financial literacy having um Being being well, you ain't gotta be rich, you ain't gotta be wealthy, but Just I would like stable. somebody to be able to take care of themselves in a way where they're not struggling, they're not pinching pennies, they're not robbing Peter to pay Paul. Um, because I, I try to operate from an abundance mindset, right? And so, um, that's what I would like to have in a partner, somebody who does that for themselves, um, so that you know, I, I also don't want to be the breadwinner, that's not my jam. <laughs> So, and that's just me, myself personally. (laughs) I don't want to be the breadwinner. I don't want to be the person who makes all the money. I don't want to make more money than my partner. Um, That's just my personal opinion on financial um, wellness for me as it pertains to a romantic partner. Why do you take that um, position? About what? Why, Why do you not want to be the breadwinner? Why would you rather not have that hat? Um, girl, that's a good question. I just feel like it's not my ministry. I don't want to, I don't want to have the burden, the weight of knowing that I carry that responsibility of, 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 of the financial responsibility. I feel like it is, um, I've experienced it and it's weightier than I've ever, than I ever, I I don't want to live my life that way. I'm fine. Tag me in. If you're going through a tough time and I need to carry the family for a short time, if you know what I'm saying, if, if you come across a rough patch, tag me in. I'm that chick. Tag me in. I'm going to hold us down. I'm going to do whatever. But that is not sustainable for me emotionally. I don't feel like I don't feel emotionally well um, with all the regular everyday stress that I have in my life um, in terms of like <laughs> caring for my children and, and running my household and all that stuff. I don't want the added burden. It's too it's too stressful for me. And that's just, like I said, me myself personally. <laughs> um it, it, I don't feel I don't feel emotionally well knowing that I have this burden of being the provider for another person and potentially their children. It doesn't make me feel good to to have that burden. Well, I mean, I, I agree with everything I said, like as far as being financially um, stable and literate. But for me, it's like, have a plan. Because um, even if you're not at that point, do you know where you want to go? Are you working to get the information that you don't have? Um, are you working to get the income that you need? Like, is this just it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Financial wellness, and I think that's where it stops for me. Um, 
thankfully I have a partner who carries the financial burden of our household very well and was very um, financially set and literate before we ever met. And so um, it allowed me to have some financial freedoms because of his ability to be such a great provider, no matter what he was doing, you know. And so um, with that, I can I can release the pressure of feeling like, okay, are we going to be okay? Is the house going to be paid? Are the lights and stuff going to be paid? I can release that stress and actually focus on our children, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm sure for him, he feels like, okay, I'm going to go out here and provide. I have a woman who is emotionally, um, literate <laughs> and is a great nurturer and I feel safe safe enough to leave my children with her and I know that she'll do right by them and take care of our home you know what I'm saying so I think um, finding someone who who values what you value and you guys can kind of um, like I read this book that talked about um, like holes and rocks so like you meet somebody and your rocks fit into their holes mm-hmm. vice versa so I think it's important to find someone who you know they can level you up in certain ways but also where they're lacking is your strong point and the other way around so um, I'm with Ryan I'm not interested in carrying the household I'd rather not have that stress um, I've done it before and I just don't like it like I it can does do it not here. feel good <laughs> I can do it but I just don't feel like it is um, where where I'm my best self I just don't um, like like you said if we got a plan and we like okay well let's grind out let's make X amount of dollars and then we're gonna be cool cool I can rap with that but there is an amount of stress that comes to um, a woman who is a breadwinner who's taking care of the home um, and then don't even get into if the man um, traditionally falls into like specific gender roles and stuff like that because that's a whole other exactly because then yeah. you're, you're making the money and you're doing everything else too right and then he's feeling some way about himself and yeah. his, their inability you know and that affects our our relationship interpersonally and how we raise children and no I, I just rather not have that and I always said even before I was um, in a relationship and have kids I was like because I knew some nurses who um, were like head of household, so to speak, and their husband stayed home. And I said, I'd be damned. <laughs> That's so funny. I always think about when I first um, started on the floor and you were precepting me and we were having that conversation about how it's super duper common, mm-hmm. especially for nurses, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to be the breadwinner. And I said, if anybody's staying home, it's going to be me. Yeah because the answer is no yeah and also I realized like um moms just have a different role in the house yeah Yeah. they have a different set of pressures self-imposed and societally um imposed and we don't have that the freedom within that space to be able to be the breadwinner and all of that and then take off some other hats it's just not no I think about um, the story that I always tell about being in the mountains and in the valley. Um, and it, it fits into every category, right? And so um, as far as finances, though, every 
relationship or whether you're single or whatever, finances will have its mountains and its valley days. Um, but in those moments, it's like, okay, I need to sit down and try to come up with a plan and stick with it, right? Do I need to stop ordering online or do I need to stop going out just spending loosely? Like, you know, what do I need? What's my long term? Do I want to save? And it's funny because a lot of this stuff I didn't even think about until I moved to Washington, you know, and I was like head over heels in debt trying to come up out of it because for me it was like a a two-person working household but I was still the one at the forefront you know he had his focus and his focus was I'm paying the house note okay well it's everything else that come along with that you know so you paying the house note you still got lights and gas and insurance and food and clothes and we want no small house you know accidentals and accidentals yeah (laughs) And so, um, you know, once we separated, it was one of them things of, damn, you was really doing all of that, you know, and you feel like, well, I shouldn't have to say nothing about it because you live here. You should see what's going on. Well, I thought, well, we don't get paid for thinking. And so I think people should be mindful with finances and that you should stay communicating, especially if you are in a relationship or a marriage or, you know, whatever that look like. It should always be just a steady communication so that you guys could stay afloat, figure out some goals. What does that look like for you? You know, so that you can have something going forward. So mm-hmm. I agree with that. And even like the other side of it, the person who is shouldering the heaviest burden or whatever you want to say, um, there's another piece of uh, responsibility that comes with that. And another friend of mine made a post and she said, if you are somebody who doesn't typically show up, as the person who needs help then it's your responsibility to ask for it Mm -hmm. and so what you won't do is sit up and be the strong friend or the strong this or the strong that and your ass is drowning yeah and I'm saying no one's gonna read your mind no one knows until you open up your mouth and so um I think that's important like you said to keep the lines of communication I was quiet for a long time yeah but you gotta say it you know and then give the other person the opportunity to rise to the occasion um or not and then you make your choice based off you know your next move based off of that but i think uh, oftentimes we make assumptions we have needs that are unmet but they're unspoken as well and that's just a recipe for disaster yeah I, I think that's a piece of emotional wellness too, right? The, having the wherewithal and um, sometimes the humility and sometimes the knowledge to know when you need to ask for help. I've spoken on this time and time again on our uh, podcast that um, I, I'm still on the learning curve of knowing when to ask for help. And it's not because I'm afraid to ask for help. It's that sometimes I'm so... Um, wrapped up in what you're doing yes I'm so deep with what's going on like I'm so invested in what's going on trying to figure it out that I don't even I can't even process what somebody could even do for me somebody could be sitting in front of me and I can be like I don't don't even know how to ask like what what could you do you know and so learning that um unlearning the whole strong black woman thing and then relearning um asking people for help and 
knowing what I need and being able to state what I need, which are two totally different things. Um, it's, it's, I think it's a huge learning curve for a lot of, of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Knowing, asking, and then receiving. Knowing how to accept it. Yes. Yes. Because it's so much tied up in that, like you're weak or something's wrong with you or, you know what I'm saying? There's so much just BS kind of really tied up in that. Mm-hmm. Knowing what the need is, asking to have the need met and then actually letting that be done. Because, you know, people will be like, <laughs> I'll give you just a cheesy example in a relationship. Why won't you send me flowers? partner sends flowers but I had to ask you to do it mm-hmm. Neither, do you want flowers or don't you mm-hmm. right <laughs> you know what I'm saying like which one is it but it wasn't the one that I like you just picked them out the yard you're like upshut <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> for real I don't know why we further complicate things that, you know, don't have to be, but we we get in our heads and we do these things all the time. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I just did a um, podcast called Dying to Self. Um, I recorded it last night and it kind of touched on some of that stuff that we need to kind of let go of and the generational talks and stuff that we receive. And, you know, um, our parents and grandparents not even having the tools to process all of the stuff that we're enduring now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of stuff that they gave us that we probably shouldn't even listen to. And we would be further ahead. Yeah, so. Um, and all the talk that they didn't give, right? All, all the, the secrets they, they kept, yeah. all the things that they didn't share with us, all the ways that they didn't teach us how to navigate because of their own shame or because of them thinking that it wasn't our business and stay in the kid's yeah. place, right? Even as adults, if we wasn't their age, we were still kids. So it was a lot of stuff that they didn't share with us that could have progressed us a little further. Yeah. Cause I'm sure I have uh, many conversations and moments where I'd be like, where were the elders and why didn't they let us know about this part? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For yeah. real. Clearly yeah. they were going through it, right? Cause there's nothing new under the sun. Right. Yeah. Like y'all been here and instead of you putting me up on game, <laughs> even the little bit of game that you had, y'all ain't said nothing. Y'all mm-hmm. around here talk about go to church five days a week and pray it away or whatever it is. You know, pray about it. That's tangible uh like information that you use <laughs> to help you solve your life's <laughs> biggest issues. You know the older I get, the more I think that <laughs> So, like, these old people had game. They ain't had no little bit of game. They had all the game. Now, in terms of financial literacy and things like that, no. But in terms of, like, navigating life and relationships, they did. But I think they used to go to church and stay in church and pray about it as, like, a scapegoat or, like, a way that they thought that maybe if we lived differently than them, if we, if they kept us in church, if they kept us praying, then maybe they that would be some sort of protection. That life wouldn't life. That life, life wouldn't life. Exactly. Exactly. And they were wrong. They were dead wrong about that. Good luck with that. Three out of three. Dead wrong. They were dead wrong. 
Um, physically, Ryan, you know that that's <laughs> like that's like easy. You don't drink no damn water. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. I cannot participate life share life experience with a human who don't drink no damn water you don't drink water you know like you don't like regular things you don't you don't take care of your body I mean we could go to the basics right although I'm not impressed by no basics but for me drinking water is the basic but you know taking care of your your health taking care of your body you know being clean and well kept and making sure that you get plenty of rest and making sure that you're moving your body you ain't got to be in the gym five days a week but you know that you're still moving your body and and being physical taking care of your your physical your body your joints your muscles your you know your your, your skeleton um those for me that those are basic things and i feel like um again intersection if you're not taking care of yourself physically sometimes that can be a direct reflection of your emotional health um, sometimes if you're not taking care of yourself physically, that can be a, a direct reflection of your financial health, you know, or wellness. Um, and so I can't expect somebody to, to be able to, you know, to, to, to lift me up or carry me if they are not doing well at carrying themselves. I mean, I think too, um, there's no secret about what a healthy lifestyle looks like. You know what I'm saying? And I would venture to say, everybody knows. Unless you are a child, unless you are a child, we all have these pocket computers called cell phones and everything is Googleable. Everything. Any question that you may have, you may Google it and find some semblance of what, you know, a good answer is on the internet. And we really don't have any excuse. You know what I'm saying? To not go to the dentist twice a year. To not have a primary care physician. I do not. You know what I'm saying? Like, But I acknowledge that. Um, and then trying to shift that tide in my own family. My children go. Like, I remember growing up, we did not go to the pediatrician. Not regularly. I don't remember going yearly. Mm-hmm. I remember going to get shots for school. <laughs> that was like going to the doctor, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean? um, but once I got to a certain age, we didn't go to the doctor yearly. Yeah, because you didn't need vaccinations, and where you were all vaccinated, right? Or we went when my mother thought about it. Mm-hmm. We definitely didn't go to the dentist twice a year, you know, and different things like that. Like, um, and the knowledge was out there. The knowledge is there, and we have to understand that physical health is a direct predictor of longevity and you don't get it back oh man you only get one body right you don't get it back and so trying to incorporate healthy habits early um, is a big thing but also um, unlearning like you said Ryan trying to unlearn some unhealthy um, habits and ways of being existing even within a partnership you know but doing doing those things and calling them out with compassion like um hey babe probably should hold on the barbecue sauce or you know what I'm saying or you know I'm preparing the meals let's try to do this or you know what I'm saying like you can 
you can see that someone is not physically um, giving themselves the best care and attention and also um, help to facilitate that, especially as a woman. I think that's kind of our zone. Like I, I take full responsibility for the health of my family because I prepare 90% of the meals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so what I'm doing is teaching indirectly uh, what healthful meals look like, what um, we should be doing, or, or even if I can't do it, I'm talking about it. Now, okay, so, you know, anytime I'm we talking about food or, like, especially, I would even venture to say emotional or, you know, slash mental wellness, um, access is always the first thing that comes to my mind, right? And, of course, I can only operate from the place where I am, and, um, of course, I can then choose to participate and share life experiences with people who have access or don't have access, right? But the whole access thing always comes to mind. And I feel like I don't ever want, um, you know, because there obviously there's limited access in certain neighborhoods. It goes without saying. Um, For healthy food choices, um, even if there are healthy food choices in some of these neighborhoods, sometimes people don't even know, like, how do you even cook an eggplant? Like, what do you do with squash, right? Um, And so... um, the same thing goes with with emotional or mental wellness therapy is not cheap Mm-mm. okay and a lot of because systems are broken a lot of times even if you have medicaid or medicare the waiting lists are incredibly long or the um i'm sorry my dogs are barking i was trying to like mute my <laughs> you're fine you're okay my phone um but um systems are broken so even if you have public assistance or if you have medicaid or medicare um there's a there's a crazy waiting list or the care is is subpar right it's suboptimal and so you know access always comes to mind and so sometimes i struggle with these sentiments (laughs) because i don't ever i feel like there's a complete difference between um people better versus people who are trying to make change and trying to do better but just lack access yeah but you know what I even say this um knowing better and doing better are a mile apart yes because people have the the information that still can't will themselves to do it um and this is another part of like the elders like put me up on game right so our elders knew that frying stuff daily wasn't it. They knew that what? Frying stuff oh. daily wasn't it. Okay. Now they may not have known how to prepare a vegetable to make sure that it still had all of its health benefits in it. You know, because I've seen boil it to death. Uh, boil, steam, bake whatever so much so that they're all the same color when they come out the (laughs) the other and I'm not even being shady you know what I'm saying but I know in my family like even with the very little access and knowledge that we had we did know that eating vegetables was probably a better choice than eating Doritos Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and um, just speaking for myself and coming from a place where we did have access maybe not the best but my mother had a car 
and I don't ever remember her not having that in a job. Mm-hmm. And so for me, and um, I was talking to Honey the other night about this, when it comes to things like this that are um, really close to my heart and I'm passionate about shifting tides, right, and um, I'm doing some, some generational type stuff, not on this large grand scale you know people want to want to go out and do the big grand thing but really change happens on micro level so for me um, my impact is within my onus of control so um, I have clients doula clients young girls teen moms they're asking questions about how to get their toddler to eat a better diet and I talk to them about that but my first thing is what are you eating Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And here are some ways to incorporate more greens or da-da-da-da-da that is not so far-fetched that they feel like, oh, well, just forget it. I can't. I can't get to Whole Foods or we don't have a Trader Joe's. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that when there's, that's the knowledge sharing that needs to take place more with us because people will hoard that. They'll keep it to themselves or they don't think that it's important to share. Yes. For me, um, for me, when we moved to Washington, that kind of was a big eye opener. And about, I would say, Xander, what, eight, maybe about seven years ago, I had, maybe eight years ago, I had made the choice to stop buying junk food. And it was one of them things to where it was like, I'm not buying no junk food, I'm not buying soda, you know, and all you can get at my house was water and uh, 2% milk, mm-hmm. right? And so it was a lot of arguing and bickering back and forth because this is what they were accustomed to. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to kill you. You know, um, I don't want to do it. You know, it was like, y'all need to come on. Let's, everybody in the house had to do two sports. It was like, y'all have to stay active. Uh-uh, uh-uh, Jeremy, you just don't come on the line be making all that noise in the middle of a talking hello but you know we had to make I had to make some better choices for them you know because I'm the mom and I'm the one who is killing you with this food you know and granted you look in the communities now you got the why there Right, and you got the Boys and Girls Club there, but then how are most kids gonna get there? You know, um, the Y has made it to where they have it with a sliding scale that people uh, receive TANF and food stamps and different things like that. It's making it for a household um, to be able to come, but is it really? Because if I'm on TANF and I'm receiving 229, how can I pay $30 for my kids to come, right? That goes back to you, Ryan, when you talk about the access. You make, you're presenting it as if it's there, but is it really? Right. You know? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, you know, I also, like, this, you know, food is, like, incredibly important. I would say, you know, I'm a big proponent of gut health being um, a big determinant of our overall health. And so that clearly plays part in that but not going to not to does not mean that you do not that's to you know moving your body we all can get out walk we can all you know ride the bike bike ride foot races in the street I mean there's so many different ways to get creative buy a jump rope so many ways to get your body moving 
it is Ryan's phone cutting out for y'all too? Or is it just me? Yeah. Yeah, it is. My cutting out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it better now? We don't know yet. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that having a membership to the gym is not the end all be all to having um, you know, good physical health or being able to move your body. Um, we can all walk around um, a neighborhood, even if it's not your neighborhood. If your neighborhood's unsafe, you know, you can get out and walk around in a neighborhood. You can walk around the mall. You can walk around the grocery store. You can, you know, um, ride your bike. You can get creative, get a jump rope. Um, there's all kind of ways to get creative. So if you can't afford a gym membership per se, um, you, that doesn't mean that you lose access to to not having a sedentary lifestyle or just sitting around on your butt all day, right? You know, that doesn't give you permission to do that just because you can't afford a membership to a gym. I'm a big proponent of a dance party and I always pitch that to my clients. Like, turn on your favorite song and just dance. Like, it doesn't even have to be this big to-do thing. Just move. I can remember when I first started trying to work out, like, I started Zumba and broke my foot um you I broke your foot in in zumba oh yeah it was like when zumba first started when it first came out and so uh i started trying to do something else and i messed my knee up and it was like every time i would try to get active i i hurt myself and so i was just like okay god so you telling my fat ass to just sit down and be still i can't do nothing like but i gotta get these pounds off and so i went through another period of they had just started with some uh weight loss medicine or something i can't even really call it but i took one and it had me so wired that i was kept taking breaks at work i was like i gotta go for a walk i gotta get up i gotta go for a walk and i was just like on a mission and it was just like, nope, we just gonna start off and just walk, you know? We just gonna walk. And that was my happy place for me. And so um, I got to another point to where it was like, you know, I would be like, well, will you walk with me? You know, can you walk with me? Will you walk with me? And I would get told no. And so then mentally, right, that goes back into our, our emotional state. In our mental state, mentally, I just felt defeated. Like, I don't have nobody that'll go walking with me, uh, that'll do this with me. And once I finally moved and got to where I am now, it was like, okay, Talisha, this is a thing of you. You know, you have to do this for you. You have to take care of you. And so I started out, I think I was walking in like five minutes uh, last year in April. And now I can go for about three hours just walking, you know, and so... um, and now I do Pilates. And so just the whole turnaround thing is like for a person who felt like they couldn't do to now I can, you know what I'm saying? And if I can do it, anybody can do it. I'll beat myself up more than anybody in the world. My sister know, you know, my brother know. <laughs> so, but if I can do it, you know, somebody else can get out there and do it. And it don't take much. Just start off and walk to the stop sign and back, you know, every day or go up and down your stairs every day you know until you can build up the endurance to just get it done exactly all right let's touch on spirituality so spiritual you know the, the you know 
wellness is going to look different for everybody. I think the most important thing is to have something that you can hold on to, uh, you know, acknowledgement of a higher power, um, something bigger than yourself that pushes you, motivates you, protects you, keeps you. Um, and obviously in relationship, even in friendships, I think that it's important to be in alignment with people because, you know, I, again, I, it's going to be very difficult for me to talk to, uh, you know, Tasha about what's going on with me spiritually if she doesn't have a higher power, she doesn't believe anything. Like, she's, it's going to be difficult for us to have any sort of agreement or her to give me any sort of advice if that's, you know, if we're not on the same page, that at least a higher power exists, even if we're, you know not 100% in agreement with that what that is or what that looks like for us and so um, holding on to something having having knowledge and belief in something bigger than yourself um, and being being stable and being secure in that I think for me is is spiritual you know wellness So um, when I think about spiritual wellness and spirituality, like you said, Ryan, it's going to look different for everybody. Um, and I have a friend who's married. I don't know why there's this <laughs> echo. Yeah, there's feedback. Yeah. Is it going? Just keep talking. It's okay. <laughs> you know what? Anchor going. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so I have a friend who's um, married and her husband is Muslim and she's Christian. And what she said about this, like on social media, is that what makes their union work is that they have a great amount of respect for one another and, and what their beliefs are. And so for me, I feel like spirituality and understanding that it's going to look different for everybody. Of course, it, it feels better or there's less resistance if you can be with somebody or be in a relationship, romantic or otherwise, with people who believe what you believe. But really, the goal is the whole space, you know, whole space for people. Um, many times people aren't coming to you looking for advice about what they feel and what's happening in their life. They just want to be heard. And so if someone cannot um, hold space for you and honor your experience, then that's probably not the person that you are wanting to talk to, which goes back to my original statement, like everybody can't be your everything or one person can't be your everything because we know um, what relationships serve whatever part of us that we need in our lives. You know what I'm saying? So if there's somebody in my life who um, doesn't believe in certain types of spirituality or feel like, <laughs> feel like I practice witchcraft because I burn sage and do yoga, then it's unlikely right. that I'm going to confide in that person and um, I'm feeling like I'm having some sort of spiritual, um, you know, uh, crossroads or something. What you think, Remy? Um, spirituality is, is such a complex topic because there are so many different types of, um, how can I say, well, backing up. A lot of people get spirituality and religion confused. So a lot of people bump heads, like Tasha said, you have two people that are married that can consider themselves a religion, but they're all just still spirituality. It's all pretty much the same thing that, you know, people broke down and categorized, but to believe that it is a higher power, if that's the understanding that people have, it, it turns out to be that understanding. Now, you're going to have different views. Like Ryan said, it's going to look different than you than me. 
because we're just two different people, two different walks of life. And every day we become more and more different based off life experiences, what we see, what we learn. Um, so that is that is something that it has to be self-motivated, like the other topics I wanted to add to those, um, especially the, the physical part, especially the physical part, um, even emotionally. A lot of that stuff is self-motivated. You can have a gym membership and never go. Lord. You can work out at home. You can work out at home. You know, there are people that never seen a gym that are cock strong. You know, they're cut up. Like, but you still have to be motivated. That's why most people get personal trainers because they can't motivate themselves enough to, to do exercise or they hit certain peaks and like, oh, that's it. I, I'm a little tired. Let me go. So procrastination is, is the thief of time. I think Edward Young said that. It's the thief of time. And before you know it, you're so big where working out by itself don't cut it. You're so damaged emotionally where therapy by itself don't cut it. You know, you're so damaged spiritually that that just finding God by itself just won't work for you. You know, so a lot of it is just self-motivated and we're on borrowed time for everything we do. And unless we take advantage of the time and be self-motivated to be better, then we're going to continue to get the negative results that we get on a daily basis. That's it. It's definitely uh, back to that mind game. That mind that is, mm-hmm. Because that's the biggest, that, that your mind will take you out faster than anything else. You know, you can over talk yourself out of the best thing. Anything, um, right. Anything, yeah. And as far as just having something to keep you grounded a higher power you know wherever you at in the world it's all called something different but the end goal kind of looks the same it, it, it has the same resemblance and and it's almost for me if i didn't hold on to this higher power where would i be you know what would life look like for me what would my finances look like what would my physical well-being look like? What would my emotions look like, right? Um, if I didn't have the support from my siblings, right, or my aunt or my mom or whatever, if I didn't have that support, what would I be like? You know, a lot of people that decide to just say, okay, I'm going to go commit suicide, they doing it because they feel like they don't have nobody to talk to. They lost all hope. All hope is gone. But it also means that they wasn't connected to nothing too. Because if they were, that connection would have helped them tough through just one more time. And so when Joe sent me the post, I kind of chuckled at it a little bit because I started thinking, well, I'm one of them people where if you don't have all of the boxes checked, then that's okay because you can get there. You might have all the boxes one day, but then you lose a box along the way. They go to the mountains and the valleys, right? One day I might be up high, one day I may be down low. I might have lost my job. We all one paycheck away. So now my, my financial part of life is messed up. And so now I have to depend on somebody else to step in and help me for a brief moment, right? Or emotionally, tragedy could have happened. I could have got a terminal illness diagnosis or um, in, a, in a car wreck or bus bike injury or whatever. And so now that's bothering me. So here I am now with these different layers on my pizza and it's bringing me down. So I can't judge a book by a cover every time, but I can see what you're telling me and what you're showing me in my face to help me make that decision. Do that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
Y'all got anything else to add? I would just say, like, as a a reminder, um, probably for us, and a word of caution to other people that, like, what you say, I completely agree with. Everybody, you know, can any any of us can fall on hard times. Any of us can find ourselves in a space where we are experiencing um, physical, emotional, spiritual um, unwellness, right? But. Um, I just caution us to be mindful and to be have our eyes wide open because a lot of times we might run into people that um, sing a song of it being situational when really it's general, right? <laughs> like, you know, you can you can have situational, you know, anxiety, for example. Um, and, and it could be, you know, just, just for this moment, this season, um, or, or do you have generalized anxiety and maybe you need medication for that or maybe you need therapy for that. And a lot of times people um, can be master manipulators and they can be really good at, um, especially when you're a light, a bright light in this world, when you are a person who does have your shit together, you are a person who, you know, <laughs> you, you see like you checking all the boxes or you're working toward it. Um, then obviously attract people who don't. And so I think it behooves all of us to just be mindful of that and be hyper aware of that, not to the point that we build walls or prevent ourselves from building relationships, but, um, you know, we got to protect ourselves and just be mindful that some people will be leeches and some people will take ill advantage and some people will, you know, like I said, they can be master manipulators. Um, when you're alike, when you are giving people the benefit of the doubt, um, sometimes it can be easy for somebody to find themselves or for you to find yourself um, like caught in somebody's web. In a situation. In yes. a jam. Yes. Would you see a teenager one? Um, there's been so many ways that we've learned to um, silence our own intuition that we've been taught um, to like quiet that and interpret it as something else. Um, so I would say lean into that. Lean into your intuition and then Um, set your expectations don't expect that like you said on the original post that someone who is not checking those boxes are going to be able to be those things for you if they cannot be them those for themselves now you may decide how you would like to proceed in that relationship given that but don't make yourself up yes you got something Remy? I don't I, I mean, I agree with what you all saying. You all said what I would say. You just get caught lacking when you when you that light. Baby, and don't be mad, okay? <laughs> don't, be mad. <laughs> don't be mad when you can't get up out that jam. Huh? Exactly. Exactly. I guess because we get complacent. Come on, talk about it. What happened? I'll talk about it. Like you said, with checking the boxes, stuff can go so good you get complacent. It's almost like uh, I'm trying to think of a quote: when you uh, fail to plan, you plan to fail. fail. Like you get so complacent, so people will eye that, you know, especially when you're on a high horse. You lack it. You don't think it can happen to you. You don't have your guards up no more. You're not. That's almost like a person who has security around them all the time. You get so 
So relax. You don't even look over your own shoulder no more. Mm. Whole time your security then got knocked off and you get your ass out. You know, but you get complacent because when it doesn't happen to you, you don't have a reason to prepare for it. Yeah, why get insurance on a car I don't drive? Right. I don't drive, but it may be that one day you decide to drive it and it'll be the day you get an accident. So, yeah. That's it. Well, I want to thank y'all so much for coming on. Um, I just want to make y'all laugh real quick, too, though. Um, Boogie and Ryan. Y'all and y'all for the beat challenge and that damn rap that y'all call yourself doing. Wait, what listen happened? here, listen here. I'll send it to you. You hold that phone. I had to, I think when was this? Wait, how long ago was this? Ryan can't even talk. But y'all listen here. How old was y'all? That was a long time ago. Five years ago. Yes. It was right before I was moving to Atlanta. Can you okay. explain? Yes, they can explain. Y'all go ahead. Let's switch this cast on. <laughs> oh, tell them what oh. the fun of beat challenge is. <laughs> y'all go ahead and spin up a little bit on the rap. Y'all gonna rap for y'all got, me? Y'all got some rap for me? Because, you know, I do music. Do I even have any rap? Yeah, you do. Look yeah, at Ryan. Ryan, I'm gonna need you to drink some water. Yeah, you do. <laughs> First of all, why did y'all do this? Come on, sister, what's going on? This was like this was like a challenge. Like it was it was a, a national, international, global situation. We did not create this, okay? I don't we remember just, it. We just partook. <laughs> Even go back to why it was relevant. On the podcast, we were talking about sexual health. We were. Yes, and we have three part series where we talked to a sex expert. It was just the two of us, and then we talked to Rory to get the milk okay. sex. And so during that time, it was, you know, people were saying what they would do for the D. <laughs> okay. And it was like, oh, we should do it. And we did it. And Mark, I'm listening. Well, nobody say. You said what? I'm listening. I said my listening. rap was tight. I don't care what nobody. It was. Said. Okay, well, give it to us if it was so it tight. Was. I wasn't I getting no D at the time, so I was kind of, kind of wet. Well, you have those days. They say your past. They say your past always come back to hunt you because what was that quote you said from the scripture? Ain't nothing new under the sun. Ain't right. nothing new under the sun. <laughs> Baby, listen. But listen, we're not ashamed. That's the whole thing. Is anybody gonna rap it? Are we done with the introduction? Can we get a rap? Now you gotta go listen to that podcast. And here I am. But the D. They remember the D section. Yes, he was moving to to the A for the D. Okay, so can we hear the rap? You said we have have some babies. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not gonna hit a rap. They they giving it to you actually. They they are. Okay, let them do it. Hold on. Who wanna go first? It was about three bars. Don't even make me hold up. Let me look, let me see if I can look it up because I really don't need to look it up. Okay, and to then Ryan, do you remember yours? Listen, no, it was a freestyle. I don't remember what I said at the time. That was a freestyle. You remember. You I heard it over and over and over. I told you I wasn't getting no D at the time. So I, you know, listen. All the, that, that means you really stuck in here. It was dry as the desert. What I'm trying to do is make them at least do their podcast again once a month. 
We have talked about it, and it's because they are really good. We've talked about Please it. We want to cover it. We want to make sure that we're not like pausing. That we have a plan. That we have. Yeah. You know, we don't want to start and stop again. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. life be life. Yeah, but if y'all commit to once a month, that means it's twelve podcasts for a year. Y'all can commit to that. You know, I think that that you know, if possible, I'm just trying to give y'all a little juice because you know the you chef, not the the people, was good. Yeah, people stay in my inbox. Like, I mean, we had our little Facebook fans. They still be like harassing me. Like, when are y'all coming back? Yeah, they have to go back and listen to the old ones. We sick of that. We sick of that. Man, I where, think I do that. I think yeah, I do this so like much. every six months. I'd be like, uh, <laughs> "Hello, you think y'all where's can uh, start back up?" Did you send me the songs, Country? I sent the link to the podcast. You did, and they you. rapping on uh Yeah, because we just had an artist that was rapping. I'm just in a rapping. Jeremy, moment. don't you start with me? <laughs> we can't do it on the podcast. <laughs> So we no no hold on hold on don't do that hold on let me share let me share please oh my god we did have a local rapper here he's really dope I'll send you the links Tasha um he's really dope he was on the podcast he gonna make me hang up no 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 yes the best show on Amazon Prime the G. Yeah, he's I, on that. I did that because my brother was in it. <laughs> Tell us how you felt about it. I won't. <laughs> can, we, can I finish talking, talking, please? I was proud of my brother. I went to his play and everything. And he and he loves you for it. Listen, of I'm going to send you a link to this guy. we done a podcast with him. His name is Famo219. He has a couple hit songs out here. Um, he's really good, but he did a freestyle. And I thought it was, I thought it was badass. You can look them up right now on YouTube if you got something up. Okay, oh, here yeah, Got more? That's Tasha. 
for me to hear you talk about anything sexually oriented in your <laughs> You asked for I, this. Definitely asked. I know. I, know. I, asked for, I, asked for, I, asked, I asked for too much. I didn't think I could swallow this pill. You're right. So I'm very accountable. <laughs> I've been sucking on a Jolly Rancher trying not to throw up. <laughs> no pun intended for the day. So listen. Listen. That's what she said. See? I don't. I like to think that your children were the only two times you ever had sex, and it was an accident having sex. Because oh. I don't want to think that you had any form of sexual contact with anybody. You so should hear what he say about said, me. So he doing good for you. To, oh, I kills Talisha. She don't <laughs> listen. To think that you flew all the way to Atlanta, parked the rain, <laughs> and made a strong bark for the Z. I almost threw the fuck up. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember the song. That's how putrid it is in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, they good. I love them. They did a really good job with their It was a really good rap. Now, now, now listen. I'm not. Y'all skill is pretty good. Now I, I don't know who it was, but one of y'all cuss like y'all ain't supposed to be. Like don't cuss because you sound uncomfortable. But other than that, <laughs> y'all flow sounds oh, really good. Well. Oh my god, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to be. Oh, you I told Ryan. you I wasn't getting none at the time. So listen, oh, okay. Listen, Ryan, y'all flow was well. So the flow was well. The cadence was pretty good. Um, I don't have no complaints, but to think that Tasha, <laughs> I'm out to fucking throw up. Be careful what you ask for. You're right. Oh, Look at so cute. <laughs> My baby's awake, so. Okay, so look, uh, <laughs> I want to thank y'all for coming on here and sharing y'all time with me. I cannot wait until y'all commit to y'all once a month time together. We're going to get it together. <laughs> stop being <laughs> You must get it together. You need to stop, Brittany. I'm done. Behave, thank you. Okay. And so... Oh, no. 
You know what really take us out. Listen, I love y'all. Y'all y'all been well. If you're hanging out with me, then I'm hanging out with y'all. I'm about to throw up and call off work. Goodbye. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>